Hi, my name is Amy Magstat, and this podcast is all about my journey with endometriosis. I hope in sharing my story, it may help others who may be suffering and to know you are not alone. Welcome to It's All in My Head. Hi, happy Valentine's Day. It is February 2021, and I am so excited to podcast today and to share a little bit of what I have been learning about adenomyosis. Uh, Maybe you're like me, and as with endometriosis, you have never heard that word before. Um, Or maybe you have, but you're not quite sure what it is. Or maybe you know all about it, and in that case, we need to talk (laughs) because you need to teach me a few things. Um, Adenomyosis is not endometriosis. Um, I'm going to read like the medical diagnosis. Adenomyosis is defined as the presence of endometrial glands and stroma found within the myometrium. (laughs) And in other words, it is um, the presence of endometrial tissue structures inside the muscular layers of your uterus. I don't know. Hopefully that's a little bit more um, understandable. Um, I found an awesome article on adenomyosis in the Center for Endometriosis Care, and I'm going to link it in the show notes because I think everyone um, who's interested should definitely take a look at that article. Um, One of the big questions I had was, how does it get there? Kind of like endo. And basically, they don't know. Um, and unfortunately, same with endo, um, the only way to be diagnosed is through surgery and pathology. Although, um, you can have an MRI and an ultrasound that might, you know, help be helpful in suspicion for, um, adeno, um, but you still have to have surgery for an official diagnosis. Okay. Let's talk about the symptoms of adenomyosis. Sometimes there are no symptoms at all. However, a lot of times when the condition gets worse, um, women start experiencing very heavy bleeding, um, pain, so increased cramping, especially on pelvic exams and intercourse. um, Other symptoms are passing blood clots, bleeding between your periods, um, and trouble conceiving. Um, One interesting note I found um, in that article by the Endometriosis Care center was, um, the reason why, why do you have with adeno, um, more cramping, more pain and more bleeding. And it stated on there that these, um, endometrial glands that are kind of in the uterus, in the muscle of the uterus, they are like little pressure points and they cause the severe pain. And then also, um, when the uterine muscle contractions, because of those little bundles aren't as effective, you result in heavier bleeding, which I just thought, okay, that makes total sense to me. So hopefully that helps a little bit on why, um, you might have those symptoms. I thought I might share kind of my personal story a little bit, um, just so hearing it in like real life form, not just like these are the symptoms, um, might be helpful. So for me, I had severe cramping, um, especially after sex, um, pelvic exams, and this lasted for at least 24 hours. Um, and they, 
cramping didn't just feel like, oh, my, I have a stomach ache or cramps. It felt like contractions. Um, it was so, so painful. In fact, like I remember when I went and got to get diagnosed for endo, I literally, from the time I left the office, cramped until the next day. And I was miserable just grabbing my stomach like, oh my gosh, this is just never ending. Um, it's really not great for your sex life when knowing if I was going to have sex, I was going to be in pain for at least 24 hours. That really, really sucked. Um, that was like a big, big symptom for me. I also did have the heavy bleeding, especially after I had my kids. It seemed to get worse. Um, I passed clots. I bled through my um, between my periods. I always had a pre-bleed. Um, one thing I always wondered about was the correlation between adenomyosis and postpartum hemorrhage. I hemorrhaged after both of my sons. At the time, I thought it was just bad luck of being a nurse. But years later, when I was diagnosed with adenomyosis and then working in postpartum, it got me wondering. Now, I don't call myself like an official researcher, but I do like to like dig in and try to find as much information as I can. And I found a really cool article by PubMed um, that was published in July 2020. And it studied um, the potential risk factor adeno had on adverse pregnancy outcomes. Um, it showed that there was a higher incidence of preterm deliveries, um, hypertensive disorders of pregnancy, C-section delivery, postpartum hemorrhage, um, actually 36 to 57% higher. It showed that having diffuse um, adenomyosis versus focal, so one spot, you had an increased likelihood of having these adverse outcomes. They also stated in this article that women with diffuse adenomyosis required more careful perinatal management than previously thought, which I thought was really interesting. I also found another study um, published in 2020. Um, it studied women between April 2014 and 2019, and they showed an increased risk of preterm um, births, um, preeclampsia, postpartum hemorrhage, um, having a C-section, um, low birth weight for your babies. Um, and an, as a nurse who cares for postpartum patients, this just was shocking to me. It was fascinating, but shocking, especially when most women are not diagnosed until after they've had children. They're like in their 40s and 50s before they're getting diagnosed. Showing again that there needs to be more research and education, um, just like on endometriosis, on adenomyosis, and how it affects women or uterus owners. When I looked up to see how many uh, women this affects, I saw that it first said 5 to 70%. I laughed out loud reading this. I couldn't believe it. Um, what a range. Um, I did find a newer study that showed that 20 to 30% of hysterectomies showed that they had adenomyosis in pathology. So I'm assuming 20 to 30% of women, but then again, not everyone gets a hysterectomy. So it's it's clearly something that needs to be researched a little bit more. Okay, risk factors. What makes you at risk? First is age. Um, usually those who are having hysterectomies for adeno are in their 40s and 50s. They said pregnancy. A higher percentage of women with adenomyosis have had a baby. Or my question is, is it because 
it is more acceptable to perform a hysterectomy and get diagnosed if you have had children. Just the food for thought. Um, another risk factor is uterine surgery. They say that's unclear. Um, they also stated having endo, um, having depression. Um, those who have had um, a certain treatment for breast cancer um, are all um, potentially at higher risk for um, having adenomyosis. And then they also said there is a potential genetic predisposition. When I was diagnosed, hysterectomy was the cure, and it's still seen as the main treatment. However, now there are other treatments available, especially for those not wanting to have a hysterectomy. Um, there's excisional procedures, and then there's also, they call them like um, cauterization, um, laparoscopy, and I think you would have to talk to your doctor more specifically about that if that's a viable option for you. But surgery um, seems to be like the main treatment. Um, there was mention of symptom relief, um, but just like with endo, we know that's kind of a Band-Aid effect and only lasts, you know, for some of us a short period of time, some of us maybe a little bit longer. I was definitely shocked when I was diagnosed with adenomyosis. I was very, very thankful. I had had my boys and I could and wanted to have the hysterectomy that was recommended. And I am very, very, very thankful that pain is gone. I want to share the symptoms again in case you have them and you it's something maybe you want to take a look at, do a little more research and talk to your doctor about. So those are heavy bleeding, um, passing clots, bleeding between your periods, trouble conceiving, pain, severe cramping with your periods, pelvic exams, and intercourse. Um, I hope this information was helpful and hopefully a little bit interesting <laughs> on what adenomyosis is and what it looks like. And thank you again so much for joining me on It's All in My Head.